continue our discussions of current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So this week I want to talk about current events as it applies to all over the all over the United States about the coronavirus, that COVID-19. There was a Florida pastor who says he's got death threats after he got arrested for violating social distancing orders. Um so I don't know who was responsible for those death threats, but he did hold a service in defiance of a safer at home order, and then he was arrested. The it was on a Sunday, and he was arrested on a Monday. Oh, I think it was downtown Tampa, Florida, and he was charged with unlawful assembly and violation of public health emergency order. He said the charges were all trumped up and um, because of the publicity, um, he got death threats, the church got death threats, and he, he felt that he was compelled by the threats to not meet, you know, in the future. But um, um, his reckless disregard for human life put a lot of people in his congregation at risk. I don't know how it turned out, but um, I don't know. Some people feel led by the Lord to, to have service. Well, I think um, as far as service, I'm thinking, you know, it's just, it seems so arbitrary what stays open, what's closed. I mean, churches are closed, liquor stores are open. I'm thinking that this one uh, church, they were having service, and they were actually in their cars, and the windows were rolled up, and 
I guess they were communicating through their cell phones or tablets or whatever. And they were all arrested, and they were all given $500 fines, and so they had to take <laughs> it to didn't. court. And their argument was the drive-in movie theaters were open, and not only were their windows down, they were actually receiving food orders. People were ordering food, and they were being brought to their cars. And here they were in the I think it depends lot. on what state. Well, it was in the same state. So the, oh. so the, the court sided with the church because it just didn't make any sense. And it was clearly it was just being uh, an act of uh, persecution against the church itself. And I'm thinking that a lot of uh, believers struggle because the Lord says, forsake not to assemble yourselves together, mm-hmm. even more so. As the, as the evil days approach. So I'm thinking that depending on how they how we go forward, how they do this, you know, it, it will make a difference because it seems like you have something, say, like built-right furniture. They have to close their doors, but yet Menards is open. See, it makes no sense. Or, or Home Depot is open. Right. I, I know that uh, built-right uh, is that furniture store is taking um, this issue with the state because they feel like, you know, if people want lift recliners or recliners, they can go to a big box store and they can buy it, but they can't come into their store. Right, and which buy makes it. no sense. It seems so, that's what I mean by arbitrary. It just know. seems like they, they make up rules as they, as they go along. Anyway, uh, California seems to have their, I don't know, they, they're very... Uh, either very strict or or something I don't know. California. Somebody sent me this article. It was through CBN News. A California county threatens to jail worship teams over online church services, and that caught my eye. It's Mendocino County in Northern California is restricting churches from streaming worship, singing, and the playing of wind instruments in online service church services unless the worship originates from individual residences. The order was issued by the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors and it states no singing or use of wind instruments, harmonicas, or other instruments that could spread COVID-19 through projected droplets shall be permitted unless the recording of the event is done at one's own residence and involving only the members of one's household or living unit because of the increased risk of transmission of COVID-19. And how would they know? It, to me, this is going to be a massive invasion of, of privacy. The board, county board warned violation or failure to comply with this order is a misdemeanor punishable by a fine, imprisonment, or both. The county's effective ban on worship teams lasts until May 10th of 2020 and includes venues such as concert halls, auditoriums, churches, temples, playhouses. Only four individuals may be present for the live event. All others must participate remotely. And um, um, Dr. Albert Moeller, president of the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, said the order violates the integrity of Christian worship. He said officials can and should require that churches respect and maintain physical distancing between all the very limited participants in a streamed worship service. It is an entirely different matter, however, to tell Christians that they cannot sing and praise and honor 
of God. Right, because there's no, there is no uh, proof. What is their scientific proof that's spreading? <laughs> and, you know, the, the coronavirus, what is the scientific proof that people standing six feet apart are somehow protecting themselves from a virus which acts like a cold and you can't prevent yourself really from catching a cold? So I'm thinking. Yeah, and then and then further down in this article, it talks about what you were talking about. In this is Greenville, Mississippi, where they tried to find members of the Temple Baptist Church $500 a piece for a drive-in church service on April 8th, in which the church goers stayed in their cars. And the mayor has since backed off under pressure. Well, it sounds like there's something. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Everybody seems to have, I don't know, an opinion. Uh, Pope Francis said recently that the pandemic is, an, is nature's response to human inaction over climate change. So he believes the Chinese coronavirus pandemic is certainly nature's response to humanity's failure to address the partial catastrophes wrought by human-induced climate change. Why is there a patent on the coronavirus? What do you mean? It's actually patented. Somebody owns it. Uh-oh. So that's man-made. Oh. So coronavirus is probably a response to somebody doing something they had no business doing. But what it is, we won't know until the Lord reveals it. Because you definitely can't rely upon politicians to tell you the truth. And the wrestler Hulk Hogan says God is using the pandemic to tear down idols, strengthen relationships with Christ. This is something else I ran across. Um, it says the wrestling star says that God is using this pandemic to tear down the idols people have created in their lives. According to Faithwire, Hogan, whose real name is Terry Jean Belia is asking people to use their free time to strengthen their rep re relationship with Jesus. God has taken away everything we worship, he wrote on his Instagram page. God said, you want to worship athletes? I will shut down the stadiums. You want to worship musicians? Musicians, I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy <laughs> and collapse the stock market. Sounds you don't like want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. <laughs> and Hogan's post included a photo of him praying against a wall. Maybe we don't need a vaccine, he said. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distractions of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters, and that's Jesus. He also included Second Chronicles chapter 7.14 in his post, which says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear, hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. So... That, that, you know, that kind of makes sense. It so. sounds like part of what Habakkuk was talking about, because we can only rely on the Lord in everything, really. But, I mean, there are certain situations that end up standing out because you're going through a crisis. And we can't trust in man to give us the truth or to uh, even give us the cure if the Lord has presented them with it. 
we have to trust in the Lord. And then Dolly Parton says, I think God is in this. I really do, she said. I think he's trying to hold us up to the light so we can see ourselves and see each other through the eyes of love. And I hope we learn that lesson. I hope so, too, because you do find people who are really, to me, tolerant and friendly when you're out there. And you find people who are so rude, <laughs> you know, and you just wonder, you know, what they're going through. And then my pillow CEO <laughs> joins joined Trump at the White House calling Americans to turn to God in the Bible. And um, this article was sent to me by CBN News, and President Trump is warning Americans that even more difficult days could be ahead as the um, coronavirus peaks and hits every metro area in the country. Um, the White House extended social distancing guidelines uh, for 30 days and if the metros and rural areas don't take take care now by the time you see this it, it it's going to penetrate your community the business community is pitching in with CEOs of companies like Jackie Honeywell Procter and Gamble and my pillow announcing at the White House recently that they were producing tens of thousands of masks gowns and scrubs every week to be sent to medical workers. Mike Lindell of MyPillow uh, telling the president he believes that by turning to God, the nation will come through this stronger than before. He says, I encourage you to use this time at home to get back into the Word, to read our Bibles, to spend time with our families, with our great president, vice president, and this administration, and all the great people in this country praying daily, we will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. I believe that. And I actually believe if, if as a nation, if we would come together and move for the Lord. Well, this is interesting because I, I found this on CBN News, and it's, there's a study that shows even non-religious Americans are turning to prayer as a result of COVID-19. The new poll from Pew Research Center revealed that the COVID-19 outbreak is changing Americans' religious habits, drawing more people to in to the power of prayer. More than half of all U.S. adults have prayed for the coronavirus to end, including people who say they rarely pray and those that don't belong to a religion. Americans who are feeling the impact from COVID-19 have revealed that their religious practices have changed as a result of the pandemic. The poll shows that 55% of people overall in the U.S. are praying for God to end the outbreak. That number includes 86% of the Americans who already pray daily, along with 15% of the people who rarely pray, but have now started praying because of this pandemic. And more research shows that it's not just in the United States. There's been a huge global spike in prayer interest over the last month. Google, you know, they keep track of Google searches on prayer skyrocketed during the month of March 2020 when the COVID-19 went global. In a recent commentary published by the Wall Street Journal, Robert Nicholson, president of the Philos Project, wrote about the possibility of a new great awakening coming out of the coronavirus crisis. 
He mentioned that people in the past also relied on their faith to help them overcome global crises like the devastation caused by World War II. Millions of people died as a result of that war, and Americans chastened by the horrors of war turned to faith in search of truth and meaning, Nicholson wrote, citing the evidence of three-fourths of Americans joining a house of worship. As the world recognizes the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II, Nicholson reflects on the notion of people drawing closer to God as we begin to recover from the re coronavirus pandemic. Could a rogue virus lead to a grand creative moment in American, America's history? Will Americans, shaken by the reality of a risky universe, rediscover the God who proclaimed himself sovereign over every catastrophe? For now, American believers are trying to adapt to the loss of their ability to gather together. Americans who are attending church services or religious activities several times a week have been forced to decrease their involvement due to the virus. With in-person worship services being canceled, 59% of people reported that they have restricted their participation in religious services altogether. But Pew data revealed that 57% of people have shifted to watching religious services online rather than attending them in person. And 4 in 10 regular churchgoers appear to have replaced in-person services with online worshiping. Mm, probably. But you know, um, I, I told this uh, individual that I will mention about the pastor in uh, Virginia, the prominent uh, Virginia pastor, he said, God is larger than this dreaded virus. And he, he died of the, of the virus. You know, and for some people, they might consider that ironic, but God is still greater, regardless. And he knew that. And something in him must have he must have felt something because he said if, if uh, I had to have anything that was going to be put on my epitaph, you know, mm. that was just odd for him to mention that. Mm -hmm. And he, he said then he firmly firm believed, you know, that God was larger than anything that they were facing right at that moment. So I thought that was unique. Yeah, that's interesting. And then someone, uh, or I saw, I ran across this article, I don't know, I'm just speechless when I read some things that are sent to me. On um, April 14th, a group of LGBTQ activists stood several yards away from the Samaritan's Purse Field Hospital on the East Meadow Lawn and blasted, this is in New York Central Park, and blasted city and state officials and Mount Sinai Hospital for partnering with the Evangelical Humanitarian Relief Organization treating overflow patients suffering from the coronavirus. The activists with the Reclaim Pride Coalition holding signs saying, Help, not hate, called out New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, Governor Andrew Cuomo, Cuomo, and the leadership of Mount Sinai just across the park for allowing the organization headed by evangelist Franklin Graham to treat New Yorkers while adhering to an anti-gay statement of faith. So, if you are against gays, what do they think? What, what, is that, what does that mean? 
if you're against gays, you shouldn't help people. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't join with people who have who opposing viewpoints. I don't. I don't get it. How was this group ever considered to bring their hatred into our city at a time of crisis when people are fighting a pandemic? The LGBTQ coalition is the latest in a series of barbs aimed at Samaritan's Purse since it opened a 68-bed field hospital in Central Parks, in Central Park recently. The conflict pits the country's growing acceptance of LGBTQ rights with the conservative values of a premier evangelical relief organization. The hospital is staffed with Christian doctors and nurses experienced in treating infectious diseases. But Samaritan's Purse's policy require most contractors and some full-time volunteers to sign a statement of faith that includes a declaration that we believe marriage is exclusively the union of one genetic male and one genetic female. Graham, president and CEO of the charity, is a controversial figure, a vocal opponent of same-sex marriage he has filled the airways with condemnation of gays and lesbians and Muslim Americans, among others. He reported he also repeated that the field hospital does not discriminate who it treats. So if they were sick of an LGBTQ person was sick with the coronavirus, they would treat them even though they didn't believe in what they stood for. They would still treat them. What the heck? What's the matter? People suffer. It's like they, they throw out uh, baby with the bathwater and cut off their nose and spike their face. It's just like, you know, they missed the whole point. New York City is one of the most gay-friendly cities in the world. A liberal metropolis with broad anti-discrimination provisions in employment, housing, and public accommodations. It is also the epicenter of the coronavirus with more than 10,000 deaths and nearly 200,000 infections. Mount Sinai Hospital on New York's Fifth Avenue partnered with Samaritan's Purse as a way to relieve the overstretched hospital system, grappling with a shortage of hospital beds and equipment. You know, that just makes sense to right. me. Yeah. That's, that is save the people. Right. Treat like, the like, people. Duh. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Right. I, I just think they don't have enough. <laughs> they don't have enough beds. They don't have enough help. Right. Here's someone extending their hand. Some things just don't make sense to me, but that's me. The Episcopal Church, unlike Samaritan Purse, is the leading mainline denomination supporting LGBTQ people the first in the United States to ordain openly gay bishop and one of the leaders in special liturgies to marry LGBTQ people. The scuttled plans for the cathedral hospital may have fallen apart because of the slowing rate of hospitalizations. The Central Park Field Hospital is the first Samaritan's Purse has deployed in the United States. It set up a hospital in Cremona, Italy you know, the hard-hit Lombardy region. The first field hospital set up Samaritan's Purse was deployed in 2016 in response to the earthquake in Ecuador. The organization also set up an emergency field hospital about 12 miles from Mosul, Iraq, 
during the 2016-17 battle for the city. Last year, it installed a hospital, a field hospital in the Bahamas in response to Hurricane Dorian. I'm telling you, if I need help and they're setting it up, please help me. Right, and I guess somebody will reverse it and say, well, what if it was a hospital that was run by? I know because that's right. that's what it's all about. It's like that's the issue isn't how you have sex, right? And who you love. The issue is right now. How do we treat the people who are infected with the virus? For some reason, I'm missing something. I don't. I don't understand how. I don't understand how people think. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's all the coronavirus news that I have. I think at the moment um, there are a lot of issues out there but I, I just want to remind everybody to pray Psalm 91 right um, the, the psalm of protection how God's uh, protecting everybody yes, you know is. what you can expect to receive from the Lord what you can expect um, God to do for you. Right. You know, and, and then too, I think another good psalm would be um, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not going to want for anything because yes. God is my shepherd. He's taking care of me. I don't have to worry about anything. But that's pretty much it for this week's program we'll, we'll meet again on next week at 4 p.m. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I'm going to read to you from the 103rd Psalm. It starts as the 14th verse. It says, For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was the law was given by Moses, but what came by Jesus Christ? And the answer is grace and truth. And the answer can be found in John chapter 1, verse 17, which reads, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. This week's Food for Thought is When do you think was the first two times the heart was mentioned in the Bible? Hint, the Bible. And that's Food for Thought.